When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. 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 Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 66, 2018. Route 66, baby. My name's Turner wow. Sparks. The voice you hear is you, oh, my, you oh. dumb shit. I'm Kaplan. <laughs> hey. I thought you heard another voice in your head. I didn't. You can find me <laughs> at Turner B Sparks on Twitter. You can find Kaplan at K A P Cap in America. On the podcast today, we have Jared Freed, the J Train from the J Train podcast. Everyone knows the J Train podcast. Comedian podcast. Jared Freed. He's been on the NFL Network, MTV. MTV. What else? At a tr- the Today Show, the True Today TV. Show. Read his bio online, people. And he just he did a uh, last summer a kung fu comedy tour. He went all around China. It was maybe it was two summers ago. It was literally right when I came to America. He went to China. Yeah, so we missed we each other. We might have passed each other in the airport. I don't know. Yeah, we just met very recently at a show in New York. Now he's coming on to do the podcast. Very funny guy. I saw him do stand up recently at the kung fu show. Before all that, Kaplan. <laughs> yes. I got a bone to pick. Yeah. Well, I got, a we- I got a web to weave, first of all. A tale to tell. We went out last week, right before New Year's. I guess it would be two weeks ago now when this airs. The Lost in America holiday party, I think you're talking about. We had about. the Lost in America holiday party. We you're had right. a- Agent Babyface was there. Tyler Sparks was there. Ikram was there. Ikram was there from upstairs. Ikram, we thought he would spot- pay for the whole thing, so we invited him out. And instead he <laughs> showed up without a driver's license. Or money. We had to leave the bar we are in because he didn't have an ID. And your old wedding ring bit didn't work to get him in. <laughs> I didn't know. So we had to go to find another bar in Lower East Side. Doesn't card. Yeah. Shout out. But ends di- but he did pay us in Bitcoin for drinks that we were buying him. He did. True and, story. Uh, and our Shafir came out. Yeah. The oh, yeah. A lot of Big Pod reunion. So that was the Big Pod reunion. So I'm out. So what's we're... the bone? What? What's the bone then? Well, I'm getting to the oh, bone. All right. If you can hear my voice right now, I'm dying sick. Uh, I thought that was just the sound quality of the podcast. No. Hopefully <laughs> it's improved by now. We'll find out. But I know we've had issues. Less. Back to the point. I'm dying sick. Right now, <coughs> I've been sick for 10 days and wonder why. <laughs> Do you hear that cough? <laughs> Kaplan, I was fine all of Christmas, all the holiday. And oh, we go out right we before New have Year's. We should made out the party. The one time we meet up with you, Michael Kaplan, I go home deathly sick. I'm sick for the last two weeks. I've had to cancel shows. I'm sorry to the Lantern. I'm sorry to everyone down there. I've canceled you, three shows. You can't do a show when you're sick? I mean, what kind of. I've had a fever. I've been up in bed. Oh, my God. So people buy tickets. They come in. They come from all around the world to see you. They expect me. And then you get, like, a, a rain check. Because of you, <sighs> new enemy of the pod, Michael Ira Kaplan. I don't think I Mustache got Mustache cap. In real unfairness, I don't even think I'm sick. I think I have, like... You're not sick anymore. Now I am. <coughs> no, I think I've got, like, asbestos or something or asthma. or no. like, I think I'm dying. I might have 9-11 disease from all the construction in my neighborhood. So I just have a cough. I'm not actually sick. Well, I uh, am. Now, well, no, you were but, sick for a while, and uh, anyone who listens to this podcast can tell. They've heard, they heard you coughing yeah. for months. Finally, it got to me. Well, you know, I was all excited for a Mr. Bing that night. Mr. Bing was closed. I know. When it was supposed to be open, according to Yelp, I took it out on you by we went to spitting Mr. in your drink. <laughs> you, you, uh, that's the new version of uh, <laughs> spiking my drink. Yeah. You spit into it so I get sick. Well, we went to Mr. Bing, you're right, at midnight, and they said they were open until 1 a.m. Not open. They lied. The they internet lied. is not always right. I know. So, okay, 
Uh, anyway, let's give it to Jared in a minute. We got Amazon. Thank you all. It's a great holiday season for us. A big boon. Big boon, yeah. Made a ton of money. I, I've always oh, Randy Kaplan back with us now. No, Randy Kaplan not. To, to catch people up. She was giving money to our pod. She was the sole supporter, I think, of our pod. I mean, Randy, if you're listening, since this is how we communicate now mostly, uh, I donated like a big. I think I gave five hundred dollars to the PTA on December thirty first. Well, to finish my statement, we lost her to the PTA. Right, but I'm saying I gave money to the PTA directly. So, Randy, come home. Start buying Amazon. You don't need to give them 0.0%, 4%. Exactly. So the rest of our listeners have made up. To finish the story, Randy was giving to us, and then she got swooped away by the PTA. And PTA. luckily, all of you stood up. All you, of you said. You had our back. You had our back. The money's back coming in. But now, Randy, we need you back, too, because we're getting greedy, baby. We need, we need, we need, the, we have a lot of uh, Rent expenses. goes up every rent, year. Rent this, goes up. This is you New know. York City. <laughs> exactly. We're in a bubble. <laughs> <laughs> we need, and you can give us Bitcoin, people. We'll accept Bitcoin. I'll uh, accept any type of cryptocurrency. Just send us money. You don't have to buy things on Amazon. So, <laughs> send, what you can do you money? <laughs> oh, we get that Skip later. Skip Amazon. <laughs> just give me I'll get my home address. Yeah. Just mail me money. No, through Amazon. You go to first go to if you're gonna buy stuff on Amazon. We got holidays coming up. We got Martin Luther King Day. That's a big spending day. <laughs> you go to um, LostInAmericaPod.com first. On the upper right-hand corner, you'll see this advertisement for whatever it is, something on Amazon. Click that advertisement. It'll take you back to Amazon. Do regular shopping. 5 to 8%, I think, of whatever you spend goes to us. It's a great deal. Great deal for everybody. Should we get to Lost in America? Yeah, bring on the music. Play the music. <laughs> We're back. Darren Roots. First shout out of 2018 to Darren Roots. Yeah. First Love of many. Music. Love the music. Cap, you're lost in America this week. What's up? Yeah, I'm lost. I'm coming. I, I, a Christmas day. I, you know, I'm trying. It's a lot of pressure we feel to like have a good Christmas day because, you know, you want the kids to not be too into the Christmas, but you don't want them to be upset that they're not having a good day while their friends are all having good days. Oh, yeah. That's, I've never so, thought of that. Yeah. So I had a. Do they know what Christmas is, or do you try to distract, distract them? They know. It's so, it's amazing, is that you don't tell them about it, but they just find out about it from school or life in general. Like, okay. Ruby's really into that that Christmas guy. She calls Santa the Christmas guy. That's what most people call him. I've done a fantastic job of brainwashing Teddy. He's terrified of Santa and Christmas trees to the point where it's embarrassing in public. He doesn't. He closes his eyes and runs away. Oh, good work. So anyway. Speaking of Teddy, I wanted to keep up my uh, education of him, and I brought my other brainwashing project is sports. So my Philadelphia 76ers were in New York on Christmas playing a basketball game at the Garden. Yeah. So I was going to take Teddy. I told him I would take him. But tickets were, like, insanely priced forever. I should have bought tickets, like, in the summer, but I didn't. So they were okay. just really high. I waited, I waited, I waited. The day of, I'm, I'm, I'm finally on, like, StubHub and these sites looking, and the prices are still high. But I'm like, I told him we're going, we're going. Buy the tickets. Never get an email. Never get a thing. Never get a confirmation. I'm waiting. I mean, I got the. I never got the tickets, basically. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Uh -oh. I call them up. I call like the StubHub, and they're like, "Oh, there's an issue with the credit card. It'll go through eventually." So we go to the game. We get off the subway. It's like 11:55. The game starts at noon. Can I ask? Are you hoping that the ticket's gonna come through your phone and then yeah, you can yeah, show it's a your mobile phone? ticket. I just haven't got the mobile got ticket. Got it. Yet. Exactly. Okay, cool. Thank so you. they'll tell you by the time the game starts, you'll and have I it. And I was like freaking out. So I'm like, I want to just buy a different ticket if there's a problem. But yeah. So we get out of the subway. It's like 11:55. Game starts at noon. 
I get it. I have an email that it was an issue with the credit card. Tickets denied. No tickets. Okay. So I see these scalpers standing right. I'm like, forget it. Let's go to scalpers. I'll buy it. So I see these scalpers right outside the stadium. Sure. Old school. Old school. Right. Like the old. I always like scalper. Like I go. I don't. You get good banter. In my mind, I like the scalper, but I'm a really shitty negotiator, Here's ultimately. What I say, with, you, you pay a little extra because of the banter's fun. Right. And they always try to pretend like they're not a scalper. Yeah, but they I was thinking, too. I was wondering, like, will I pay less because everybody buys on StubHub now? Like, what are scalpers even left to do? Good point. And StubHub and SeatGeek and all these different sites. Yeah. So I see these guys, and I'm, like, come right up and, you know, and meanwhile, it's broad daylight, and you're, they're right in front of the stadium, but there's a lot of them, so I guess it's legal. I don't even know what the rules are anymore. And I asked the guy, and he's like, all right, I'm all out of tickets. And I asked another guy, he's like, I got seats. What are you looking to? I was like, good seats, but not, you know, whatever. Yeah. So he gives me, like, level 217, which is, like, center, but yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, upper deck. Good. But they're not, and I'm like, fine, done. And then I have I negotiate a price. It seems reasonable. It's, like, similar. And then all of a sudden, he says he's better seats. Okay. And I I should have been skeptical. I um, Because I bought, I don't know, I've told the story in the podcast before. I bought Louis C.K. tickets once off Craigslist. Yeah. And they were counterfeit. Right. Okay. So what happened? He jizzed on him or what? <laughs> they didn't work. So I'm like, in theory, like the one thing about StubHub is they certify tickets. But anyway, the guy, I'm thinking in my head, like, I don't want to buy tickets that are counterfeit. And the guy's the price he's given me is cheaper than StubHub by a lot. Oh, okay. So, uh, but it's the game's about Are they cheaper than the face value? No. Okay. But okay. they're about, so, so I'm thinking like, but it's a game's about to start. And uh, I'm thinking this, there's cops like 10 feet away. Police. Police. The 5 0. Yeah. It's broad daylight and it's Christmas Day and I'm here with my five year old. So maybe the guy's just trying to get rid of him. I make Plus, a, he's like, you know what? It's Christmas. I'm just thinking in my head, like, I'm making a leap of like faith in humanity. Yeah. That this guy's not going to screw me over. Yeah. Right? No. Because I'm willing to buy tickets. Like, so I said, these aren't fake, right? And he's like, of course. What do you got? I don't like I, I just got oh. it from this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they're know. very defensive. And then, you know, I had said to him, uh, I, th- I think I had said three, I'd pay up to 300 because that's how much they were paying for two tickets for good seats because they okay. were going for more than stuff up. And this guy comes over and he's like, all right, 200. And I was like, yeah. And then, okay. And then this other guy's like, I said 300. And they start arguing with themselves. I'm like, well, you said 200. So I give him 200. And I'm okay. like, done, $200. I go in. We go through security. We're missing part of the game. We get to the front and. I just, I just had this feeling. I was fine, fine, fine. And it was like, right as I handed the guy, I knew it. Like, I looked at him closer. Fake. And, like, the problem is I don't go to Nick's game. Wait, so fake I, or no, not fake? Yeah, they're fake? The guy says to me, where'd you get these tickets? And I was like, uh, he's like, you bought these outside, didn't you? He's like, don't buy tickets outside. And then it's like a thing where you, got, you turn away, and it's like, you're like in a, like, Teddy's like, what happened, daddy? <laughs> Wait, 200 total or 200 each? 200 total. Did you go to the game then? So I'm standing. Well, here's the thing. I'm standing outside, like you in Mass Square Garden. You go through security, and you get you're in the stadium, but you're not in the stadium. And you go to hand. So now we're standing in the stadium. There's a rush of people, and Teddy's like, "What happened, Daddy?" And you're like, "Uh, I gotta teach you." Some people in life, this person stole from me. Like you have to be. Oh man. So I don't know what to tell him. A. And yeah. then I panicked, and I found like one of the StubHub sites. I found a credit. I used a different credit card. I bought tickets online. I. Basically, originally bought the wrong. I bought tickets you had to pick up somewhere. Yeah. So then I had to call and cancel that and buy different tickets. We got into the stadium. The funniest thing is when we were in our road, there was a situation where someone had got in with counterfeit tickets because someone had this, two people had the same exact ticket. Oh my gosh. And the guy would not move from his seats. He was screaming at um, the people, I'm not leaving. They had to get ushers in. They had a whole thing. So I guess it depends. If you are going to buy counterfeit tickets, you got to look for someone who doesn't. No, no, no. Here's the first move. I learned this a long time ago in China because this happened to me at an Eric Clapton concert in oh, yeah. 2005. Wow. wow. Which, first of all, never go to an Eric Clapton concert. Okay, yeah. He's the worst life. He played for 
forty. We 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 bought it. It ended up spending like two hundred dollars. He played for from eight to eight forty five <laughs> on a Saturday night. Fucking Eric Clapton. And then he you did one the song encore, and then he pieced. Right. That was it. So never go. But what you do is you get the scalper to walk you in. And you don't give them the money until it scans. Right. And they'll right. always agree to it. I've done it since right. then. They and always guy, go, yeah, no problem, no problem. And this guy wouldn't have. If he wouldn't have done it, then you know it's all. I off. mean, I don't remember it that well. Growing up as a kid, I bought scalp tickets plenty of times in Philly, and they never were fake. It never was a thing. And I, I wonder if because of the, of the StubHub and all the sites that are doing so well, if scalpers have almost like, we are never going to make any money selling real tickets, our entire business model is now selling fake tickets. I guess it is, but can I ask one more question? Yeah. With all this talk about like everyone, uh, Native Americans being offended by the term Redskins, <laughs> yeah. no one's offended by the scalp thing. Scalpers? Yeah, that's clearly that comes offensive? from a Native... Yes, it's a historical... Do they get good seats? Can I get a good seat from a Native American? Before somewhere? I took my DNA test and found out I was 100% white, you a were... part of me would have been offended by this when I thought Pocahontas I was Native American. Sparks would be offended by that? My brother would be very offended. Yeah, because he still thinks he's But Native why American. is that Native American scalping tickets? Because they used to scalp people's heads off. And they used get... to take oh, and uh, uh, the uh, custard <laughs> and a little bighorn and rip and his hair pay... out. And you get a good seat put you in the front row for that? No, it means you're being <laughs> cheated so much... Okay. Like a Native American would cheat somebody and then and then rip your hair out. Oh, I never so, thought about. All right, I will. No, well, I'm not going to buy from a counterfeit from a counterfeit seller anymore. Or you can call him a gypsy. I I'm think not going to tell him. Can I have a question though? What like as someone who doesn't have kids, I'll ask you though. What like how do you explain to your kid when you get robbed in general, like like that? Like I was like, there's people out there. He took I advantage said, of daddy. Listen, Teddy. Daddy <laughs> took a calculated yeah. risk. Yeah. Uh, we didn't get the tickets. <laughs> really, America Express's fault. We, we, we rolled the dice, and sometimes you lose, and that's gambling. And yes. I should have blamed Christmas for it somehow. As Blame, part of the that's theme. a good way. Blame. Santa Claus. Those guys yes. out there, that was Santa Claus. He gave me fake tickets. I think that's Christmas guy. So you're you lost in America. I lost in America week. on like I would like everyone gets screwed everywhere on once Christmas. While. I think it takes special talent to get robbed with your kid on Christmas Day, broad daylight in front of a cop. I don't know if robbed is the term. That's robbed, and someone sells you a product that's not. What they say it is, that's robbery. I think okay. <laughs> but what else is it? Voluntary robbery is what happened. Um, I don't know what else is. What I when I saw the guy stealing the ice cream, and uh, at the at the supermarket, that yeah. was robbery. He was right. But you paid money for something that ended up being nothing. Yeah. So you're saying the people? I mean, the I think police you got up, swindled. I mean, the police officers who were standing right there have to know these guys are selling fake tickets, and they don't. Like if I took the ticket, I mean, they, must right be, to, they must be getting a kickback. That's all I can say. <laughs> Anyway, Merry anyway, Christmas. Right, I've lost in America. Happy, uh, happy uh, New Year to everybody. All right, we're back with our guest, Jared Free. Jared, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. It's, uh, it's cool to be here in this weird sound place that just pitched me an app. Exactly. Is that what they so, did? Yeah, oh yeah. That <laughs> was they a quick you, pitch. Did they pitch you the hot sauce too? The hot sauce, the app. They the didn't give you the hot deal. sauce? No, I don't know what the... Oh, they have the hot sauce. That's, that's coming later. I, we'll make sure you get some on the way out. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It, it's just funny when uh, she had no... She was just straight in pitch mode. <laughs> Bowie. Bowie was just like... <laughs> yeah, machine. Hello, come check out my app. And it's like... <laughs> you know, I deal with a lot of people that are like... That would be like... You know, we should do an app. Yeah. You know, there's always that person where it just sounds like they got high. <laughs> you're like, come with a different app. Yeah, and now they're in this mode where they're like, we should do that. Yeah. And then you're like, you know, you know, the app person, 
They're just oh, always yeah, yeah, like yeah. pushing the an new, app like, idea. It's a new screenplay. People like I remember in college, everyone's like, "That's a great idea for a screenplay. We should write that." Yeah. Now it's it, like, "That's a great idea for an app. It's, do it." It's always an app. Oh, that's an app, and then they tell you, "Let's do it." Then you sit there and you're like, "I'm not doing this shit. I don't know how to fucking code." <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. You know, of like, apps. there's people out there. You know, yeah. like I, I, that's not my business. That's it's all always, the people over there in the yeah. corner. Over it, there, yeah. they they're doing the apps. And they've they, they've got time. They made a hot sauce too. You got to check it they out. They have a hot sauce, and they just like the other day, they, I think they got drunk and figured out how to put. Bitcoin, they could trade Bitcoin now through their app. Yeah, through it. I don't think their hot sauce is gonna work out. I'm not gonna bet on their hot sauce. I'll bet <laughs> yeah. on their app. This is what I'm talking about. Everyone's got to do everything. Now. Yeah, yeah. Why yeah. can't you? The hot sauce isn't gonna get made in a sound studio <laughs> in Flatiron, New York City. I, I yeah, yeah. I'm not buying right. that hot sauce. <laughs> I want a Cajun guy that doesn't speak English, that's lived in America his whole life, no, no, that no. doesn't like that lives in like Nola. Well, let me, let me. Tell that's you the hot it's... sauce I want. I don't want. Fucking Bitcoin hot sauce. <laughs> no, no. This is what bothers me, but this bothers me oh, to no end. Sorry, like up. everyone's always like, "Oh, that's an app. We should make that app." And I'm like, "But no we don't know shit." What? No one says that's a hot sauce. There are hot sauce competitions across this oh, great yeah, country. <laughs> every summer, yeah. every summer, very there's in. hot sauce. There's in. hot sauce conventions. There's people making hot sauce. In ways we don't understand. It's <laughs> just like and apps. I don't, I don't think that Bowie <laughs> has the next hot sauce. But I'm just saying, like, it just doesn't, like, everyone, like, there's, Bowie's we've been told that we could do anything and everything. <laughs> yeah. And so th I think that's why people come up to you with app ideas because apps are so easy to use on your phone right. that you're like, oh, I must be able to know how, that's how narcissistic yeah. we are. <laughs> oh, I must be able to know how to make it uh, another app for dating where you have to meet first. And like, like, you all of a sudden have this idea. It's a dating app, better. but like, but Bitcoin but uh, comes out of her pussy. Oh, that's actually that's <laughs> and that's now weird. you know you have a never-ending lotto machine of oh. pussy Bitcoin. That's the new app. I I, I don't know. It just this whole like side hustle thing bothers me. Well, can I tell you where the hot sauce is made? I don't give a shit. <laughs> On a I, rooftop in Brooklyn. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I don't want that hot sauce. I don't want fucking, I don't Good want job. Jeremiah's hot sauce, <laughs> yeah. okay, that has fucking shit from his knit cap that <laughs> fell into it. I don't need Brooklyn hot I want Alabama, big titty black woman stirring <laughs> a pot. Yeah. That made the hot sauce hot sauce. And you don't want that. You don't want your bitcoins made in Alabama, probably. No, I, I'm, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Those like, are right I, here. Like, you yeah. can surprise me. You might have a you know a talent for something, but like it's this side hustle thing where everyone's gonna do everything but yeah. not be good at one thing. Yeah. And it's like no, just America. be good it's a at economy. That's not America. No, <laughs> yeah. it's not America. There used to be a shoe cobbler, there used to be a doctor, there used to be a dentist. Now your dentist right. is telling your dentist you has app ideas. He's yeah, you he's got an app, app idea. He's, while you're under no, I, I do a little bit of improv on the side. I got an app idea that gets people to do improv. Actually, over the my internet. dentist is in a band and he's always he's, is he? yeah, he yeah, fuck your dentist's band. <laughs> Wait, the I'm sick of that. The New York Knicks is in a band. Yeah, well, at least he has a billion dollars. <laughs> he has the luxury of doing this. This is a, college was the same thing. College used to be smart people and rich people, and then they brought in this middle class of people that had to pay out of their fucking asses for it, and now they're sitting there paying all their fucking debt for a hundred years. Yeah, we <laughs> were just... I just blew a couple people's minds. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kids are hosting a podcast. Yeah, this, any money. but <laughs> this is what I'm saying. This is like the we were fed some bullshit, and now we're keep eating the bullshit. The hot sauce. Like I, I don't know. Like I, I, yeah, the hot sauce. We're we're eating low rent hot sauce, so that we can feed some guy in Brooklyn's weird fucking 
daydream he had. <laughs> I don't think he's making a lot of money if that makes it. I hope better. to God he's not. The, the I'm guy against, in Brooklyn. The guy I'm against his Jeremiah. hot sauce because all Shout it does out. is flood the market. We are flood. The market too much are hot sauce yeah. is the problem with America. The hot sauce is an example well, we of everything else. Yeah. Yeah. There's too many of everything, of cool things. No one wants to do the boring thing. Mm. Yeah, you're right. There's not too many people working. Um, a shoe cobblers. Like we digging need some ditches. Where are the cobblers? <laughs> if every guy in Brooklyn cobblers. was like digging a ditch. Yeah, we, we always say dig a ditch, but it's always it's also like, you know, there's like, a, where, where, I need an accountant. <laughs> you know, dad, like, dad I, can I, help you out. Gary Sparks. Is your dad Everyone's parent is? does that. That's like the generation right. before us. Yeah, we, right. we need them in our generation jobs. too. Now, yeah. No, because done. our parents all had real jobs because their parents were realists. Like my dad wanted to be in philosophy school, and his dad was like, no. Get become a doctor. Yeah, like, okay, I'm a doctor. But our generation, our parents are like do whatever you want. You can do anything. You're amazing. Yeah. Now, so, look, so now we're, we're sitting now, in a soundstage podcast <laughs> with a hot sauce thing yeah. next to it and a podcast and an, and app. a dream. <laughs> and an app. <laughs> an app that I sat there going, yeah, oh, this sounds good. Now I have to like feign interest in this app. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I like I have to be like, oh, oh, it's like Twitter, but for sound. I I don't know how that works. I don't know. How. This is how it works. Is that we don't get this studio for free? I, I I'm sorry. I don't want to show the app. <laughs> the app sounds great. All of you so, should join. It's an amazing app. We, All you of you should join. We'd be sitting in our in our my apartment right now. Listen, I, I get a great it. apartment. Though. I, I, listen, I'm for water. <laughs> it wasn't for the, the three minute. Pit. The Twitter for sound sounds fine. I'm okay. I th I hope for the best for that. Yeah, hot sauce better fail. <laughs> That's no. all I'm saying. It pays so to be you a went to China a couple years ago. I went, it, last year, I thought it was like three months ago, but it wasn't. It was like a year ago in October. And how did you, you you met Andy? Is that what happened? Andy saw me at the Comedy Cellar when he was here. He was hanging with Will Sylvans a lot. Yeah, and Will was bringing him around, and the then and uh, I went. You saw he, his white mustache. I saw his Andy. creamy white mustache, and I was like, I gotta get to know that guy. And he was cool. We were hanging out. We had a good time. I had just gotten into the cellar, so I was still like wide-eyed and like I still am there a little bit, but I'm still like walking around, and be like I can't believe this. Yeah. What's going on? So like there were nights I think that we were both there that we kind of like shared as far as like you know with like I think like one of the nights like Chappelle stopped by and Louis and like that was my first time and Andy's watching it. We're kind of like what the fuck is wow. going on? You know like and uh, not that that's a regular thing now, but it's just at the time it was like. So new, both of us were kind of going through that first time of being like, "Wow, this fucking legend!" And you're just performing there, you're like, "Oh my and god!" And performing there, and so Andy saw me and uh, thought I had, to, I guess, the right amount of energy and stuff for like China. When, do you still feel like? Because like, do you, do you still feel like you need to crush every time you're up there? Or yeah. Did you when you first started, and you still do? Absolutely. It? That that place, you just you feel like you owe it to that place because you're like. There's a great the the they treat you better than any other comedy club treats you. They and that, that's not to talk badly about all the clubs, but like, I, I, just for them they tr they treat you so well. Everyone knows your name, and I'm friends with the staff there, and like I get a you know I like I really genuinely like everyone that works there, and uh, they're and they're busy. And so it's like when there's a crowd there, you just want to you know there's a crowd yeah. there every night, every show. So you're like, I owe it to this place for giving me the opportunity to do as humanly well as possible. And, like, you know, I want to do newer bits, and I try to, but I, I go other places to work on those newer bits to make sure they're ready for, you know, for that. The for the seller. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, it makes me work harder. You know? I was there. It's like the, it's like the Masters. 
that term, the golf, yeah. right? It's like, from what I've heard, I've never been, but from friends who've gone, and they're like, it's like the best of everything in golf in one place. I almost feel like the seller is that for comedy. It's it's tough to miss. Like the mess, uh, right? You'll yeah. see, but you know, everyone has bad <laughs> sets. I mean, I'm not saying that, like, and and everyone's like, oh, you must, it must be easier. It's not easier because you're up against, you know, not against, but like you're on the same show as other people that have been in the in the business 20, 30 years. There's no weak spots. So, so the crowd's judging you against everyone else. Against that palette. And you're like, yeah. there's no weak spots. Everyone here is skilled. Everyone here is good. Everyone has a good pers- pr- pr- point of view. And there's very rarely that time where you're like, oh, you know, I you're, you're always following a hot yeah. set. No matter, you know, the crowd can vary if they're not, you know, into it or just, you know, drunk or whatever it is. But, like, that's not the, you're still being on these, like, the, you're being seen with the background you know, it's different exactly. than maybe anywhere else. I saw, I was there a couple, I don't know, a couple months ago maybe, and I saw a couple people who went up for first and second who were older comics, mm-hmm. and they were kind of just like doing whatever. I don't know, I guess they were doing their sets. Mm-hmm. But then I saw a guy who I know who kind of more recently got in there, mm-hmm. and he just destroyed. Well, that well, that's the other thing. Like, if you're recently getting in and you're recently like working there, like, you're coming in with that. 15 that you know works it was you're, like a knockout blow you're playing the hits the club yeah, yeah you're yeah, playing yeah. the hits but and like if you're the if you're an older elder statesman there maybe you know you don't have to do that what did you find in when you went to china uh the audience how'd you like the audiences i loved it i i i i, I had a great time it just felt like the chinese if you were in china it was a lot of expats yeah as you know and you have a lot of uh it just feels like they're starving for any type of entertainment yeah, and and they're just like looking for anything that feels uh, close to home or sounds close to home because that was the one thing you notice in China is that even the tone of the speech is different. Like like if you go to Spain, you hear words that you've heard them said that way before. Like if someone slows down enough. China, you, they're speaking. It's it's alien. It, it, it's alien esque. It's like you're talking about the Chinese people or the, the Chinese. Expats? No, the, the Chinese people. The, just okay. the language itself, Chinese. Yeah. Right. When they're speaking it, oh. it is a whole different way you move your tongue. Yeah. So got to learn Mandarin growing but, up. But I'm saying, like <laughs> the, you, you like you, even the way you enunciate isn't the same. Like a T here. Yeah. Doesn't exist there, exactly. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The sounds, there's certain sounds that don't exist. So this is what I'm saying. So when you see them in the crowd, you could see they're just starving to hear the sounds that you know the the the, the notes played the way they remember them playing. The expats, the English yes, speakers. and yes. the Chinese people that are in the crowd, they're just. They're just like they're. It feels like they're at the zoo. Yeah, you know they're like I can't believe what are we doing? Like this is interesting. Can you imagine it's a you, whole new animal that yeah. I never even seen. If you just stumbled into a Chinese language stand-up show here in New York, you would it would be the same thing. You'd be like, this is entertaining me. I'm not sure. Why. I would leave. I I, I, I wouldn't understand the language. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, singing. I, there's no tea. I watched stand-up. There's in no tea. A different exactly. language before, and it's like fascinating. Oh, I watched one of the shows there in a different language. I watched that guy. Uh, uh, Storm Zoo. Storm oh. Chu. Chu. Yeah, he's been he's on the spot. What do you think so of Storm? I love Storm. He's great. And, and uh, I saw him when he visited here. And uh, it, just to watch him, you see the movements yeah. are the same. Um, but, you know, I, I I mean, it was interesting. I, 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 I'm sure 
the Asian, the Chinese population that came to the shows would say the same thing as me. They're like, it was interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think they're walking away being like, I fucking shit my pants. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> I think they were just like, wow, that's kind of cool. Did you notice people translating in the audience? Mm, a little bit, um, but it was a lot of expats. I mean, I had people that listened to my podcast at the show, which was crazy. That's awesome. Because um, there was a lot of college kids there that like are studying abroad who had listened. And uh, it's just... It's a cool place, China. It's uh, it's not as much impressive as it is, because um, I saw Shanghai. Yeah. So I it, it, and I don't mean negative when I say not as much as impressive. It's more comforting to know that we're not that far away from them. Totally. Do you know what I mean? Like the, yeah. just the idea that like streets and cars and like you know like you know like you, you, this is China. Kind of feels like when it's told you here, like oh we you know China to behemoth. You know, you know, there's a there's a scare tactic a little bit, like uh, totally. taking over, and it's like, no, they're just another. It's just there's KFC there. Exactly. You know, like, I don't KFC. know. That was the um, uh, when I would come back when I was visiting. The first, I, I moved there in 2004. Yeah, and I came back just last year. So the first few years, it was huge culture shock coming back to the U.S. because it was wildly different because mm. they just didn't have much out there. But China zoomed up so quickly. <laughs> the internet thing changes everything. The internet, uh, podcasting, as you said. Mm. When did you start your podcast, J Train? 2011, 12, maybe. Okay, yeah. Um, so they had podcasts then. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I was, I was, uh, I was early, right? I was early. No, but I even in my mind, I thought I was late. I wanted yeah. to start one like a year before, and uh, it just never worked out. And then the the studio had opened, and I was like, I got an idea. Yeah, and stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah stand, stand up, up New labs. York. It's um so when Marin started 2009 the Mark Marin one started I mm. think and that's when or even around Asia I could tell like people were listening to it and then starting to figure out like oh we should try stand up we should do it and yeah that's when it all it really popped right around that time it's uh it started around that time I, China yeah that it, I'm happy I went now and not that because yeah. <laughs> I I don't think I would have handled it as well like it was oh. nice to be able to like go on my phone at night when I had Wi Fi and like do all that stuff. Uh, it was um, not, you know what it felt like? I, I said this on stage at your show. I was like, it felt like uh, America with no Jews. No Jews. <laughs> yeah, like, it just felt like, like there was no, like, and I mean that in a deeper way because it does feel like there's, um, there's just so many holes in the markets there. Like there, there's there's lag time in the markets and there's no lag time here. So it's like, like complaining Jews to fill that. To, there's to no make them fix that lag time. No lawyers. <laughs> yeah. No lawyers to be like, you can sue for this. You know. <laughs> you know, like you're getting fucked. Yeah. It's just people fucking everyone everywhere, and it feels like everyone's getting one over on everyone else. There's a mob mentality over there. They're still in another age that I kind of. Uh, wish I had been around where it's like you need to get something done five bucks will get it done yeah you know and here we're losing that mm. we're losing that everything is automated everything is you, you it's tough to get away with shit here yeah it feels like China's a place where you can get away with shit well they can still sell me counterfeit tickets we talked about earlier but oh yeah he bought fake tickets <laughs> to a Knicks game really but I feel like you're the last, the last person, person in America the last America. one ever yeah, to, you to buy the, counterfeit the last fake tickets China. on earth <laughs> you're gonna be in a museum uh, yeah. one day uh, that's awesome. and the last I'm gonna save the ticket. ticket I think I still have it I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna have it framed and yeah, you can. It's uh, with the law. With the law thing, one thing that's interesting that because I had a lawyer over there for my business, mm. and eventually it actually is pointless to have a lawyer because they've 
anytime you get screwed in some way, they just they go, yeah, we can't do anything about it. Yeah, yeah, it's China. Like legal advice. I'm like, why are you on retainer? What but you but this is this is the whole thing that's so like there, there's a part of me that that yearns for that. Yeah. Be you know, but then there's a part of me that's like, oh, thank God, I don't know if I could handle that. Well, you know? what it does in a negative sense is I've seen a lot of expats go over there like great with best intentions, and then the minute they get screwed a couple times, their mind flips and they go, okay, well now I need to start screwing people. Yeah. Well, this is what happens. And it, it makes everybody. It makes you like whatever. Screwing some liar, it, cheater. Like if you wanted to go over there, you could look. I what I what I found interesting is you could look at a business here that's small. Yeah. Okay. You could be like, you could look at it, like you could look at some restaurant or business here and be like, oh, that's a good idea. And you could go to China right now and be like, yeah, I'll start that fucking business and that's act what, like I invented did. it. Yeah, I, I did. Oh, a, a did version that? of that. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Soft, Mr. Soft the ice cream truck. Really? Yeah. And how'd it go? Well, I didn't do it illegally. I did it through Mr. Softy. Okay. American company. That's better than I would have been. <laughs> yeah. Because it went, it went really so, well until, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you, it went really well. I did it for 10 years. We had 10 trucks, two stores, and then and then the local government took it over and kicked us out. <laughs> so that can happen at any time. Yeah. That can happen at any time. And the so that's the risk. So you were making too much money? Yeah, we were doing too well. And they were like, this is now government owned? What they looked into is they go, well, how is he able to do that? And years earlier, a generation before them in terms of government terms, you mm. know, like the guy who was uh, before them had, was an honest dude, gave me permits. And then the next generation came along and they're like, hey, how is this expat, how is this white guy like making all this money? And they're like, well, we give him permits. Well, why yeah, are we giving yeah. him permits? Why do we give? <laughs> well, why don't we just give ourselves? Why don't we yeah. take the permits away from him and give them to us? And that's what they give did. Give to my family. And they gave them to the family. So it literally relatives. But this is exactly what I'm talking about. This is exactly what I'm talking about. So that's like, the risk that you know at all times. You should you know, be too successful. You Agreed. can't be too successful. Yeah. But also like. You know, we give ourselves, you know, America gives itself such shit for racial shit and racial tension. Yeah. But China's just like, no, we're taking care of China. Oh, yeah. You and know, like, no, like, make sure get, hey, Whitey, give us that fucking permit. <laughs> if someone, if that happened here, yes. if someone in the government was like, why are we letting this Chinese immigrant <laughs> start a business? That'd be, you know, how many news organizations would be on that story? <laughs> and there was no, I could not like start a march. You know what I mean? Like, uh, who would join you? Missing the yeah. Caucasians. Like, this no is, one gives a shit. But uh, Caucasians, uh, no one gives a shit. There's no, no, no there's no like it's outrage awesome. to that. Like, no one's joining your team. <laughs> yeah, even with me, I didn't have that much because in my head, the entire time, I knew that could happen. Right. You, you want to like? I mean, out, I did. But like, if a Chinese would... guy flew here today and he started a Mr. Softy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> ten years successful business. Okay. Yeah. And then the government, and then Trump looks at him and is like, yeah, "What the fuck? <laughs> Gee, this guy, give get the Chinese guy came here, yeah, took our money, our jobs, no fucking way, and then took his permit, and then gave it to like to Turner, Turner, <laughs> yeah. gave it to you. The marches that would go on on, on behalf that not only would that march be huge, but it'd be all white." Yeah, you're right. <laughs> like, <laughs> they'd be like, "Fuck wait, this wait, wait, white guy well, that I grew up across the street from." Like, yeah. but it's just that's an interesting thing. I, I'm I not saying like to, I, to I'm not promoting that that should happen in this country, but I'm saying it's just very interesting. This will, like the, the that that the idea of feeling badly over there doesn't exist. Nah. The idea of like guilt. There doesn't it like I saw like people well, the does. babies were shitting on the streets. <laughs> well, yeah. No, that, but I'm saying like yeah. the, the the baby they would have to shit and they'd yeah. lift up the 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 cloth. No, if diaper, that's sure. I 
and the baby would just shit, and no one was like, sorry, sorry. No, no one turned to anyone walking around was like, oh, the baby shit. They were just like, that's a baby fucking shits. Yeah, no, in, in New yeah, York, if, if a baby goes would shit somewhere, there'd be a, I'd be on, there's like 17 Facebook groups locally that pe- moms would be complaining, they'd be calling 311. Yeah, they, they, they would be, there would be a riot. <laughs> there would be a riot, but also that mom, and that mom would, would be would, out in the street being like, I'm, I'm so yeah. sorry. I'm so sorry. She'd be, she'd be putting out cones, <laughs> yeah. and in China, that just doesn't fucking happen. Well, wait, wait, wait for a second. Uh, one thing, so with the idea of the white people marching for the Chinese yeah, guy, yeah. the people that were most shocked in China when, when my business got taken away were chi- like upper class Chinese people. Interesting. Because they just thought they'd never seen that happen to them. Mm. Almost like how like w- in cops in America, like remember when it first came out like the Rodney King stuff? Yeah. White people were like, wait, what? I thought cops were good. Like cops don't do that. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The wealthy Chinese were like, no, we, we, well, they're so far beyond it now. They believed me, but they were just like, because I know you, I believe you, but yeah. I'm shocked that still either. happens. I thought that was in our past. Were like, you making serious dough? We're doing okay. I mean, I could live here without having to have a job for a little yeah. while, you know? That's great. But uh, expats, like foreign people were all like, ah, that's China. That's what happens. And then, like, people, Chinese, like lower middle class Chinese people were like, yeah, that's the way we do it here, you know? <laughs> that's what but we were... the upper class, my wife, her family, all of her friends, yeah. my wife's Chinese, they were all like, what? Really? Here? That happens here? It took the business? And they would even be like, you know what? In other cities, I could see it. But mm. in Suzhou, which is right, which is next to Shanghai, they're like, in Suzhou, it's like an upper class city. Like, well, that would never happen here. Wow. So that's one similarity where you could, So funny. Yeah, know. the economic uh, yeah. divide. And then they were really pissed. They were like, fuck that. You got to do something. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, white Lives Matter. Matter. He says just start your White Lives Matter thing. And What's that? White, white Lives Matter. March, go. <laughs> Dude, that's white so crazy. Matter. Yeah. I mean, I, I did notice that, though. Like, there's just yeah. no, there's a, there's a word for it, but there's a, there's just lag time there. There you is. Know, there's, there's, there's no, you know, I even noticed it when I got my passport or my... Uh, what is oh, it here in New York. The visa. When you had to get your visa, yeah. So I went to the place. I had written my thing out on the... the application? I wrote my application out, and then I went to there, and they're like, you have to type it. And I go, what? A- I-, I have to get it in by today. And they're like, they just pointed. And I was like, where are you pointing? They're like, go to the restaurant. And I'm like, what? I walk to a restaurant a block away. I walk in, I go, do you guys have applications? He goes, waves me into the back. <laughs> yeah. There's two computers with the application open. He goes, $20. Really? It's a shakedown at the visa place? This is like a Chinese restaurant? A Chinese restaurant. Fantastic. In the back of the Chinese restaurant. Two, I like la- that. two laptops open. And no, I did. This is did what I mean by like, I yearn for it. Yeah, you know? I do kind of like that too. I mean, at least you can get it done as opposed to having to wait two weeks and come back. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. We are, uh, we are so far ahead of China on just red tape. You know, they yes. are they are not they're behind us on red tape, which makes things get done. Shit gets done there. Yeah. You know, here the you know, you gotta get this uh, this permit, this thing, this, that, and then wait two weeks. There you float a twenty. Yeah, and you're good. You're good. Yeah. Term was floating a lot of twenties for a long time. Uh, uh no. officially no. No, okay. never floated <laughs> a twenty. All right. All right. <laughs> it's not what I heard from my sources. Yeah. No, was, so how long were we actually were you in China for? Like a week. Did you, and you spent a lot of time with any expats or anything? Or did you, how did you I had one you... buddy that went to college. This is actually crazy. I, w- I, I, I went to Penn State. Um, I hadn't seen a lot of my friends, you know, for a while. But then I get, I get an email sent to me, and it's a picture of me on a bill, on a, on like a, it's like my headshot. Yeah. With like the dates of the Chinese shows. Yeah. On 
like put up on a wall, like a billboard in Shanghai. Uh, like oh, it's not Shanghai. a billboard in Shanghai. It's a picture. It's on a wall of like a restaurant. Country Comedy Club doing our job. Wow. Yeah, and and I and it's a forwarded email from a guy I went to college with. We were like friendly, you know, right. same party, different cars type of deal, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, and he had emailed someone that he was closer with and I was close with, and was like, did. Is the, the he was like is Jared Fried a comedian and is and, <laughs> so that, and that is he it. coming to Shanghai <laughs> and then uh, the picture and I was yeah. like that's fuck imagine that dude yeah walking through China <laughs> and then <laughs> all of a sudden China. China and he all of a sudden <laughs> on a fucking uh, on a t like on a telephone pole he sees my fucking face <laughs> and he's like what. And he does, con and he's like, so I ended up uh, going and meeting up with him, and he works for like a gas company out there, and he was living it up, like he was had his family, kids, and it was interesting to hang with him because he had a, you know, he was like happy to be there, but also ready to go. Yeah, it feels like there's a lot of that with people that live there, like where they're like, yeah, it's cool for now, yeah. and they don't want to like stay. Yeah, or you either get that vibe where someone's just like, I'm just doing life out here for a minute, um, or there is a, a runaway factor. If oh, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is an uh, there is an element of like, what did this okay. guy do in Norway? <laughs> you know, like this comes pedophiles. up a lot. But in the town I was living in, there was two American pedophiles there at the same time. Cannot, yeah. not even a little surprised. Yeah, yeah. yeah the there's a lot of pedophile vibe from the white dudes. Yeah, totally. one a top ten. He was yeah. the top ten America's Most Wanted. No way. Yeah, out of Seattle. And so what's he do there now? Like, how does he even get in the country? Like, what we don't have an extradition treaty with China. So that's a place that if you're a criminal in America and you can skip bail and somehow get a plane ticket, right. you can go to China and China's not allowed to send you back. Wow. So a lot of people. So he's go just there. and also he was like, there. What a about lot. the kids? Like, what is, is anyone like? Are they nervous? He's not they, into Chinese boys. Which kids? <laughs> oh, the Chinese. Yeah, kids. yeah he's particular. But the children. I'm not, <laughs> what about the children? <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, yeah. So what they did was the China. I don't think I've told this part. So the Chinese FBI. Mm alerted they the american fbi was like hey we think this guy's gone to china they alerted the chinese fbi chinese cuz chinese fbi doesn't want him there either as mm. you're saying right yeah but they can't legally do anything so they tracked him and alerted the american fbi they're working together the whole time to track him just to like wow. keep tabs on him he was in my town i didn't know he was a pedophile until after the fact but mm. i knew who he was so at a certain point they just kick him out no, at one point he's an idiot. He bought a plane ticket to go to Hong Kong for like a, a weekend. And have, Hong Kong does got a little have too a, comfortable. Yeah, got a little yeah, comfortable. Yeah, they do have an extradition treaty with America. So the Chinese FBI was like, "Yo, this guy's gonna do. This guy's going to Hong Kong." So our FBI flew to Hong Kong. They're waiting at the airport. When he gets off the plane, there's like six FBI guys there. He karate kicks like four of them. <laughs> what? He's been training or whatever. Yeah, he's ready he's like, for this movie. So like kung fu, whatever. He kicks them all. And he was a miss. He used to be Mister um, Seattle Bodybuilder. So he's like this huge uh, guy. So this guy's fucked yeah. up. And a cop, a retired cop. Whatever. Oh, my God. So he karate kicks like four of them. They finally get him down. They take him into Hong Kong prison. <laughs> I like that I yeah. heard he was a pedophile. Then you were like, no, but he takes care of his body. Oh, he yeah. must be fucked up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's such really a weird. <laughs> now I believe He was going it. to so he never... gym. They all quit the gym after because they're like pedophile sweat. They yeah. want to mix it. He never got to see the Hong Kong. Was he into young boys or girls? What was he a pedophile of? Girls, oh, it gets really bad. I don't yeah, want to. I don't yeah, want to get yeah. details. But uh, so then, Kaplan wants to go deeper no. on, <laughs> on the saddest <laughs> story. Like, I've talked about this like ten times. I never found. We never asked. It's I never so asked gross. Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah, 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 don't, yeah. Please don't. Yeah. But the pre Google's what is it? It doesn't end happy. But that's interesting because all these guys could run away. It's like they might have run away pre Google. 
and then they're like grandfathered in almost. But I think it's it's got to be harder now. <laughs> this is post Google. Post Google. All right. So he gets to Hong Kong. They arrest him. He goes in prison in Hong Kong for like a month. Somehow the Hong Kong media picks it up, and there's protests outside of the prison saying we don't want this pedophile in our country. <laughs> Wow. And so then he gets sent back to America, and I think he's doing life. Is Hong Kong kind of like uppity? Very. Very like, uppity. That made that story alone. Very like, uppity. They're like, we can't even have him locked up here. You he's not even see. good enough for our prisons. <laughs> I, racism is not the term. Classism. They like hate Chinese people, mainland mm. Chinese people. And they and you go if you do uh, comedy there, which I'm going through in a few weeks, shout mm. out. Shout out, yeah. Well, they're all great. Everyone yeah. I know is great. Yeah. But uh, there's a, comedians will go on stage and... Imagine like an American talking about how dirty and gross and poor Mexicans are. Okay. And the crowd loving it. That's what they do in Hong Kong about <laughs> it's, Chinese it's people. It's crazy. That's what happens. Well, They're this like, is back to the no concept of punching down. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, yeah. There's no so guilt. These, these comedians will be like, oh, these mainland Chinese. The mainland is like the code word for poor and gross. Okay. These mainland Chinese people are like, whatever, they're doing this, they're doing this, they're gr they smell, their kids can't speak. And people are dying. And they're like, yeah! And they're clear, like, chat, like cl uh, clapping and cheering and everything. What's the, I mean, and the people in Hong Kong, are they generally, like, free? Like, there's, there's just... Um, yeah, they used to be more, like, it was run by, it was run by uh, the UK until 1997, yeah. and then they gave it back to China. So China runs it now. Okay, but it's still they call it like one country two par systems or something. They have their it's... own elected leaders and all that stuff, but ultimately the leaders have to answer to back to China. So it's like how free are they really? So how how could uh, how does that even? I, I guess we're in a history lesson now. But I, <laughs> That's I fine. how could someone living in the mainland of China not be like, yeah, I'm gonna move to Hong Kong because yeah. Ch mainland China doesn't let them. It's really so I can Storm Shoe and I went to Hong Kong one time to do comedy from mainland China because mm. I'm an American. I can just go right through. Yeah. Storm has to go and get a visa, like a temporary uh. visa to travel. And then he has we both have to stand in the foreigner line to go through customs. Yeah. And Storm was like, so well, I thought this was our country. What am I doing in the foreign <laughs> line? Well, when it, when it, <laughs> you go to you go to Hong Kong. They love Americans there in Hong Kong. They um yeah or I guess sort of I don't know if love is the term but yeah. they don't they're benign they don't yeah. like you or dislike do they you. like the British they're, or not over there now so like, the what they the, still do like the British, British yeah. they have this whole thing that they kind of want to go back to being British yeah why would they I mean, this is me making really broad generalizations oh, no, no, but that, <laughs> that's I mean, what this podcast what we do. is for I, yeah. uh, but I, that, that's interesting to me I, I uh, they love cricket and stuff like that. they're very highly British they're very international stuff. yeah I would assume that okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's uh, you have a new podcast, right? If you have J Train, I have a, but then... I have a new podcast. Um, basically, J Train, I've been doing for a while, and it, uh, I love doing that. We take emails from listeners, give them advice. Uh, the new one is very similar, but it's all dating questions. Ooh. Okay, and I teamed up with Betches, which is an Instagram account um, at Betches. It's crazy popular, um, and uh, the podcast is called the You Up Podcast, and. Myself and Jordana Abraham, who's one of the betches who created that site, uh, we get take emails and give dating advice. And kind of we're talking about like we're talking about social media and dating apps with uh, and kind of like the new rules. Mm. And that is something that I think it's a topic that's out there. Um, but um, I've been doing it for so long with giving advice and uh, talking about dating and stuff. That uh, it's kind of a it's a perfect fit for me because they um, there's a lot of miscommunication out there and there's a lot of dishonesty and things that we're not saying that the 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 unsaid things are making people feel bad about themselves. Like what? Like the the idea that a like means something. 
The idea that like uh, a guy liking your Instagram pictures ten in a row is him trying to flirt with you and trying to bang oh. you. It's probably the opposite. And, right? What's that? Is it, does <laughs> is, that, mean, is, is something that mean something or, something or no? That absolutely yeah. means something. Uh, see, I don't know anything. See, the, We're way <laughs> out of the game. <laughs> no, I mean like if, if, if yeah, if a girl liked ten of my pictures in a row, I'm gonna go look at her profile. Because right. I'm gonna see that on my on my on my life feed. Then I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna be like, oh, she's kind of hot. It's a, there's there's a dance going on online that's not really being spoken about, and it's kind of you know again another lag. You know, like I'm a product of timing. You know, I was in college during Facebook comes out and people start look. You know, the way we got the way I downloaded Facebook was because. Someone in my house was like, yo, I fucked this chick last... In my fraternity house was like, I fucked this chick last night. I'm like, who was it? And he goes, look her up on Facebook. I was like, wait, you can see yeah. the chick yeah, you just yeah. fucked? And I was like, I'm getting it now. And this whole thing of like relationships and social media is... is uh, you know, it's the reason relationships end. It's the reason uh, relationships aren't getting more serious. It's the reason that right now is the easiest time to find someone and the hardest time to keep someone. So how do we figure that out? And that's kind of what this podcast is, and it's it's helping to commiserate. I give advice, but I'm in it too. You yeah, know, I'm I'm single. Yeah. I've uh, Facebook in college, then date, then I get out of college, and uh, there's dating websites yeah. that become less taboo. And it's evolved because you've been doing it. Yeah. And then yeah. it's and then it's Tinder Snapchat, and- Twitter, Instagram, swiping faces. Yeah. I've been single and in relationships throughout those things. I've been in fights about mm. who I'm following on Instagram. <laughs> so, you know, th- these are things that I, you know, yeah. if someone's 22 or 25, they're like, maybe they're just starting to date and they're out of the college world and they're like, what do I fucking do? How do I approach a first date? How do I, how do I know if this person wants to go out again? You know, how should I feel about someone tagging me in a photo and then me untagging it? Does it mean something if my boyfriend untags himself from a photo? Yeah, Ah, these, these things, but this is what I'm saying, but these things are all subjects that we have never thought about until someone asked the question because then I get the question. I'm like, Oh, I have dealt with this. Yeah. I remember a specific thing. I remember how I felt. And, and the whole thing is about just being honest and vulnerable. So it's like I know how I felt when I went through it. And I let people know. And I'm probably, and what I always say is we're all 10% away from each other. We're all very similar in the way we feel and the way things make us feel. So it's like that fat part of the graph. And a lot of people, when they do with the bell curve, is they assume everyone lives in the tail ends. Yeah. That guy's a bad texter. No, nobody's a bad texter except that guy. Yeah, yeah. Why is he the only bad texter in the world? Maybe he doesn't want to fuck you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so bad it's like, this is, this is the... Cap, when you were single, was there texting? No, uh, yeah, it was like, but it was like on like a flip phone. So yeah, Kaplan's like, <laughs> a T nine world. So if you, you have any, if you anybody calls text, you guys, yeah. emails you guys with questions about what to say on a landline phone when you're yeah. trying to ask a girl on a date, you come to me. There we go. I had some amazing talk. Anyone had to get through the dad. The <laughs> dad was always the oh, first level. With this is what I'm talking about. Because yeah. I had a buddy, and I, and I always say it's advice your parents can't give. Because yeah. they never dealt... I couldn't have dealt with the anxiety of like whining off a girl likes your picture. I mean, I'm like, God. It's all... There's so much information and dating and technology is just a big thing. And I always oh. say, I have a buddy who got divorced at 30. Oh, yeah. And he was with a girl since college. He's really lost in America now. <laughs> He's as lost in America yeah. as it gets. Yeah. <laughs> and he looked at me, he goes, he goes, I was about to have a kid with this woman. Right. And now I'm on Tinder. Right now, I gotta know when to like. When when should I like an Instagram picture? When should I like an Instagram? When do I follow? When do I unfollow? Who do I follow? Why is it okay if I like a girl with a big ass on Instagram? Will my girlfriend see that? So it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, are we dealing with? So that's kind of the U Up podcast. 
And I think, you know, I've been doing this for years with J Train. And when they were like, they have such a huge audience. And they were like, you guys, you want to help? You want to co host this? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And it's kind of like a re, it's not as much a reset. It's a reset for me because it's a lot of the same advice I've been giving for years. Yeah. And stories I've been telling for years uh, with a bigger audience. I, 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 because it's actually growing now. Like it's getting, I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be as big as, it's really big. I saw in, it's at the top of the charts. Two, right? In two, and we've done six episodes. Yeah. Right? You know, so um, it's been interesting. It's fun. Um, with that stuff, I just have to be, you know, you have to be very careful with how you sound. And I'm happy that I've had the years of sounding a certain way and trying and building, you know, the because I know people, a lot of girls are like that ask about the show. They'll be like, well, what do you know? Yeah. You're single. You're 32. You don't know shit. I go, I don't know anything. Yeah. I'm, not an, I'm not an expert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just have a loud opinion. That's a lot like the guy you're dating. Yeah. And and that's all I'm saying. So it's more of a commiseration than a life advice show. Yeah, and you've Who's, had your whole podcast for years to build up to it. Just in kind of working out the responses. Because things I thought f- four years ago, I think very differently yeah. now. And, the, you know, all these things evolve. It's like Loveline. It's a, it's, like it's a, a version day. of that, a modern day. Around, we should, yeah, we yeah. should be giving dating advice to married people here, just to people like the sex is, <laughs> is re- the sex is really bad. It'd be like, that's a great new show. What do you mean? So what? What? It's <laughs> well, supposed to be good. What do you mean? <laughs> well, that's the other thing. It's like at some point you're gonna be married, and the sex is just gonna be the sex. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah. if it's bad now, exactly. Where do you have to go? Baseline. Yeah. You know, you have to have something to fucking masturbate it to ten years from now. Cap third chair married guy. Yeah. Let me tell you 10 years yeah. in, the, in the future. Yeah, Wait, you can see pictures of the people you have sex with. People are going to see that later. Oh, that changes everything. Yeah. <laughs> can that, look it up. The whole game has yeah. changed. Like, Poor fat girls. No. Yeah, thank God we got out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to get to the news. Before that, do you have anything coming up you want to promote? This Just uh, the U Up podcast, J Train podcast, um, whichever one. You know, the U Up podcast is Jordana and I, and it's, uh, it's very much just dating. Um, and the J Train podcast, uh, you know, we do. I, I have a different guest every show, so you get like a maybe a, if you want a different perspective. Because I've had people be like, "Well, don't you have guests in the UAP? Go to the J Train podcast. I've had I've had over four years of guests and perspectives, and male, female, gay, straight, bi, uh, you know, multiple partners, all that stuff. Everyone, we've had every single type of person on that show. So um, just uh, whichever one strikes your fancy. Nice. All right, Cap. Let's get to the news. Bring on the news. Jared Fried's still here. Let's do uh, it. First news story. I, I feel like we should start with um, one that could use your advice. Let's start with the Jared Fried story. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Special. This is from the Washington Free Beacon. Cap, you got this one. I looked this up. This is like could be, I don't know if this is a sketchy website, but whatever. In these dark <laughs> Aren't times. are all of our websites sketchy? Yeah, basically. In these <laughs> the dark Washington times. Free Beacon. <laughs> the Washington Free Beacon. Have you ever yeah. heard of this? Anything with Excuse free me, and then like I random word. I looked it up to see if it was alt-right, and it's apparently not. Okay. Oh, what but is it's it? Very West, it's very conservative leaning. All basically. right. Well, this story, so keep that in mind, audience. This is not a very political story, though. You're really teasing it. All right. <laughs> in these dark times, an age when basic manners have been jettisoned, one man uh, had, has had enough. Brandon Vesmar paid $17.31 for his date to join him at a 3D screening of Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. 
And then he sued her for $17.31 when she proceeded to spend the entirety of the evening on her phone, distracting everyone around them and <laughs> with her thoughtlessness. I'll take out the other word. This is uh, his fault. Yeah? I would, I would, you should never do, uh, Greta Teitelman, she, do you know her? She came on the podcast and she gave some of the best advice that was from her mom. No, I don't know her. It's a <laughs> super funny comic. She's great on the show. Yeah. Uh, Greta's gave advice that her mom gave her, and I'll repeat it, but I want to make sure she gets credit. Sure. Yes. Never go on a date with tickets. Wow. Never do a date with tickets. And and, and it's it's real advice because he's wrong. He shouldn't a movie date, there's right. no way to get to know each other. I agree. There's no way high school. It's a, yeah, it's, a, it's high school. You do it in high school just so you have a place to go make out. Right. Yes. You don't you as an adult talk to people yet, You so. don't deserve to have her pay attention. Yeah. He she yeah. doesn't want to go see Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah. She's a fucking yeah. woman. Yeah, you know you're right. She didn't, he didn't even go to a romantic movie. He didn't even go to one that with he went to a movie that he would like yeah. and he was like, oh, she'll probably like my shit. This guy's a narcissist. That's why he yeah. that's yes. why he's Suitor right. is because he's such a narcissist that he's like he's like I pay money I am me she make out with me <laughs> and it's like that's not how dating works yeah, great point I like the tickets it's genius yeah. well, it's a she, great piece of yeah, advice. Yeah. she said her mom gave it and I gotta give I, her credit what was your what was your first date high school first date move I used to go to the movies yeah <laughs> oh, <you did>? <laughs> <laughs> I took a Swedish girl who was a an au pair we had an au pair and they set me up with a Swedish one of the Swedish girls because I went to high school would date me. And I took her to see Pulp Fiction. You took your own, <laughs> your own no pair? a different au pair. On my au pair, they like set me up with a different au pair, like a <laughs> Swedish girl exchange student. How old were you? I think she was an au pair. How old were you with the au pair? I was in high school. And, and, was and like, how old was the au pair? She was like my age. I don't know, seventeen. So your parents were like, we don't trust this guy. We need. By the another... way, that was a loophole to date a hot chick in high school. A Swedish. Yeah, yeah. She was like, yeah. There everywhere. was there was no that was like. I was totally foreign to her. It was like different. Yeah, yeah total loophole. I had a great opportunity. They talked me up. They thought I was hilarious because <laughs> a lot of the au pairs were not so great looking, but they thought I was, you know. Anyway, they, I took her to Pulp Fiction. Uh, did you make out? Did you make out? No, of course she hated the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, and then I, I, I love that movie because you know, and I, I didn't know better because I was a loser back then. So I was like so angry. Movie. This hot Swedish girl went a date with me, and I was so mad that she didn't like Pulp yeah, Fiction. Yeah, but this is why this that, guy's stunted. Yeah. The, the guy yeah. in the story is is you in high school. Yes, but yes. You know, but he's an adult. Yeah, I will say, and he's like, he's you don't suing. like the movie that I like. He's getting his lawyer involved. I will say, she yeah. could have just been like, no, let's not go to the movies because texting in the movies is. I feel like it's the one time when it's great. You could, everyone turns off their phones. It's good for everyone's brain to like not. So these are two different arguments. Yeah. one is texting in a movie. One is going to a movie. You should on a text first in the movie. No, I would he's say. wrong. He's the, the no, original sin, right? Is, is the original sin. Yes. This is a, he's wrong. He should have never this done a movie. It. That's not a date. That's yeah. not a date. You're not getting to know the person. That is you putting the responsibility of a personality on the screen and not on yourself. Yes. So that that's me. Her texting is the result of him not caring yeah. enough about what she wanted on it's the, the date. It's the symptom. It's not the cause. Yeah. And you know, I, I later learned as I got <laughs> exactly as I got older. I would what you just said. I would never take a date anywhere with tickets. I thought about don't this. Don't do it. Because I don't like, I would never go to stand up comedy. First off, no, that's but even disaster. music. I don't know why people do because I don't want. I want to be the funny person. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I would. So I would. And in music, I don't want them being like, oh, that band is so talented. Like I wouldn't want to do anything involving. <laughs> oh, the movie. Oh, that was so funny. Like that, anything involving that. That's yeah, the most that's honest <laughs> answer to that question. And, because <laughs> yeah. you don't want to be less talented than the people. Yeah, in the room. and of course the more talented. the other the other, alpha. The yeah. other answer that you know, as a comic, you see people on uh, in a first date scenario. Uh, they they're trying to see learn about the other person via what they laugh at. 
Yeah, that's not good. That's yeah, not good that's, either. That's a big mistake. You know, what if you get made fun of and then you have to you have it's to like awkward. fight or flight? Oh man. Yeah. Uh, Unless no. you know the comic and you're no gonna win. throw you a bone with some. You just sit there and take it from a comic. <laughs> but it's also like you know any good comic wouldn't attack someone. I I I host a lot. I'm always like, oh, first date. How did we meet? Like I I have more questions because hey, then helping. I can do my bits about yes, first dates. But <laughs> I'm in a level below comedy clubs that you're in, and I will say there's a lot We're of bad comics out there who don't know how to from I see some, that often. I see people get yelled at like that, and it's like, ooh, dating, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, let the guy fucking fuck. Yeah. yeah. And then, like I'll make fun of. Th- I think fifth date's a good comedy show because you've already fucked. Yes. You've already. Right. You're I'm, out of. You're I'm out of assuming, once you're out of things to talk about, then tickets are a good date. Once you're like, what about yeah, bowling? Yeah. Was always yeah. my. Let's someone else talk. Yeah, let's yeah, someone yeah. else talk now. He'll pick up a slack. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm, bowling I'm is a great day. In my ability. Bowling, bowling, is bowling is always day. my first date move. That's always your first date. No, it move? wasn't when I was in high school. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I like. Yeah, well, bowling's a good date now. Oh, I like how you feel <laughs> the shock in your face. Things that are great activities with kids apparently are great. No, because you can't lose at bowling. If you're good, you're a good bowler. If you're bad, it's like funny. Right. It's like a romantic comedy montage. You picture things that would be funny, like oh, he's bad at bowling. Exactly. Bowling is a great. Third date, sex after the date, smelling like fries, pass out for the rest of the night, <laughs> wake up early, get coffee together tomorrow morning. See? That's a, that's a it's very a great, specific play you just called. I'm just telling yeah. you, No, but that's how I would play. <laughs> that's Omaha. Yeah. Like I, that is, if you like this girl or guy, that's a great day. What's first date then, if it was around the topic? Oh, I have a, I have a, uh, a plan for anyone that wants to go on a first Do you date. Do a triangle offense first date? I have a triangle date. offense. Is, yeah. I have a, I've thought of this through. <laughs> Here's my first date advice I give to everyone and anyone. I call it the wine date. Okay. okay you go to a wine bar. Mm-hmm. Okay. You get a bottle of wine. Yeah. Bottle's key, not a glass. A bottle, not a glass. Yeah, don't let her leave. Because here's the, here's the thing <laughs> the bottle becomes the hourglass for the it's date. A time yes. It's a time commitment. You've committed to the bottle. Once the bottle's done, the date is either done or you re up. Yeah. But at least it gives you an out, and that's two and a half glasses each, which is cheaper than the just keep ordering vodka sodas until we all pass out. Yeah. True. So it, the wine date, you go to a wine bar and a bottle, you get the second cheapest bottle of wine, so you look like a stud. Good call. Yeah. And then you go... You and pretend you, like and, you know what you're doing when you're tasting it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I always, my tasting move, I always look when the guy comes over to taste it, I go, she can taste it. She oh, knows whoa. better than me. That's oh, that sounds like a change. Right? I'm gonna go. What year is this? <laughs> I, 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 I let her taste it, and then whenever she tastes it, the minute she touches her mouth, I go send it back. Uh, little, joke, joke. little joke, little joke. Opening bit. <laughs> opening bit. <laughs> Always <laughs> works. Anyone can have this. I'll give this. This is. Uh, <laughs> I'm giving this to the to the audience. High school Kaplan would have uh, done great with this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He would have he been speaking the, Swedish. At the Red Robin after the movie theater, I would have. Plus, Swedish people, there's no drinking age, probably. I don't know. Yeah, we should have gone a date in Sweden, is what you're saying. Would have <laughs> yeah. gone better. Seen Next a Bergman news movie. story. Oh, we're going to China. Here we go. Recently, Chinese President Xi Jinping authored a front page article uh, in the People's Daily newspaper. It's very Trump esque. Yeah. The is, president of the country is wrote that the an paper that Jonah Kessel? He wrote an article. He author- yeah, he wrote an article for the newspaper. No, he wrote okay. for the China Daily. China Daily. This is the People's Daily. Well, Trump is hosting the awful announcing awards. So. Oh, I'm very, we're very good. <laughs> we're, we're hoping to get nominated. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. We're stealing that idea for our podcast, our next year in review. Yeah. <laughs> the awful announcing <laughs> He did a bit. Yeah, he's doing bits on Twitter. In between is crazy. crazy. Very exciting. By the time this comes out, the world might not exist. Yeah. We should so the president. The president of China authored a front-page article in the People's Daily Newspaper urging government officials to press forward with efforts to build better public bathrooms in the Chinese countryside and at tourist sites around China in an effort to build a more civilized, hygienic, less smelly society. 
China's so-called toilet revolution was first launched in 2015, and since then, they built 68,000 toilets. That seems a little too late for a toilet revolution. <laughs> seems like they're about uh, a 1,000 years too late. <laughs> like so they want to basically the it's toilet all, so revolution were, 2015. Yeah, that's exactly. crazy. But you were there for the toilet revolution 2015. It started. I was there pre-toilet revolution. But you were there as it was going on. It started 2015. Well, revolution. yeah, but the thing is, where I was you left living, in the middle of a revolution. It's very like in the cities. <laughs> Turner comes back. Comes back. Comes back to China. There's just people walking around with huge toilets. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get it going. The revolution's here. You know, just people walking around. Bitcoin <laughs> investing <laughs> Chinese toilets. Just everyone walking around with pieces of toilets. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I for, I'm against the number one. It it, it would it ruins comedy. Like every new comedian in China every has new a joke about taking a shit with no toilet, like yeah. in the ground. God damn the government! All I know is the streets there smell like the worst smell I've ever smelled in my entire life. That was the one thing from China. And you a went there. And you've been there post revolution. I yeah, I was there post revolution. <laughs> uh, Imagine what he smelled. I, like. I can't believe the smell. Like you go to Chinatown in New York, and there is a smell. On yes, certain they areas. bring that in though. But then, but then it is that there were times that I turned down a street and I was like and I it was like a wall hit me like I walked into a wall yeah and and it, and I've smelled smells mm. I lived in a fraternity <laughs> I'm not I'm not central yeah. Pennsylvania I, I, no, I'm no Pennsylvania. I'm no, That's why I like, got out I'm not grabbing my pearls it smells yeah okay but I have never smelled anything like Chinese streets I, I think have, I was immune to it I have no sense you of get smell over so it. I would because so many people said this to advantage. me and I just didn't. It Ever. felt like it was burning the inside of my nostrils. That's well, how bad. maybe that's what the front page article is about. So they're fixing uh, so that, I though. Have, I think this president is doing What are the, the toilets Lord's like work. now? <laughs> what, 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 what were the toilets like in the past? Well, that's Ever what I was going to say. So in cities, and where you were, where I was living in major cities, it's our, the toilet revolution happened years ago. Most of the toilets are fine. But if you go like central China, it's really like going to a different country. And that's where Is it just all, like a hole? My wife and I went to some vacation way out in the middle of China at a tourist site. There was no water in any of the bathrooms. Oh, that's a problem. Oh, my God. And so people are taking a shit into like a trough or a hole, like you're yeah. at a Mets game or something. But then it's not going anywhere. So it's just uh, who cleans uh, who shits that? at a Mets game? No, no one ever, <laughs> apparently. I don't know. A guy comes by maybe once or twice, once a day, they once give a, a week. A guy comes by. He's the shit cleaning guy. <laughs> he's he's a, listen, everybody needs, everyone needs a job. Wow. You know, if Trump, their just, kids will be selling it, hot sauce. If though. he announced the toilet revolution, <laughs> hopefully, if they've if they've done That's well enough, shoe cop with the toilet cleaning exactly. an app. You know, if <laughs> way to bring that back. If uh, Trump got on Twitter at night and just to distract us, talks about toilet revolution. Yeah, I'll be in favor of that. You mean here? Yeah, because we could always it's, use more it's toilets. It's pretty crazy that that would be the most sane thing. That he's would be the best thing he could possibly do. It would be. Not if, controversial. If, if Trump was like, "I listen, I want to create jobs. We need to start helping our public works." And making more public toilets, everyone toilets. would be like, "Who is this?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, like, and I want to start. If he literally was like, "I want to start a toilet revolution," yeah. everyone would be like, the, "There wouldn't even be jokes." Yeah, like yeah. that's such an easy thing to make jokes about. But that's how crazy he, he, he would, is he would right bump now. Himself. He win re-election. People are they need more toilets. Saturday Public Live would just go yeah. off the air this weekend. <laughs> yeah, they, we got nothing to do. We got nothing. <laughs> yeah. so Take sane. a break. Uh, ball toilets. We can't. Yeah. All right. Last news story of the week. This comes from the New York Times. Capital. All right. Another. The police have asked the public ha have asked the public for assistance. Oh, this is a follow up. Follow up to last week. So I'll catch you up. Last week, I saw a guy steal thirty five to fifty um, ice cream pints 
at a supermarket in New York. You watched it happen. I yeah, watched not, it happen. He did step up. I was unclear as to what was happening because he was shoveling him <laughs> out. Not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently you don't wear one either. I, <laughs> I watched it and let him go yeah. soundly into but, the night. But then afterwards you reported him to the uh, I reported cashier. him afterwards because I didn't... All, he stole the ice cream. He was just shoveling it out of a mm. freezer into a bag. And then I thought maybe he worked there, but then when it became very clear he didn't when he just walked out the back door. Seems like a bad business proposition considering the weather right now. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, you're like, who's going to buy that yeah. from him? Yeah. Freezing cold. So I went, to the, I went to the counter and I told them, and they were like, oh, that guy comes by every year. Uh, every year? Yeah. yeah. So they knew him. Yeah, so Santa the Claus. ice cream man. He's we know him. Thief. So then Kaplan finds this in the New York Times. The police have asked the public for assistance in identifying four suspects in a string of ice cream thefts since wow. at least November. They've stolen approximately 1,249 cartons or bars. What are we doing talking about it? You should be calling in. Yeah, yeah, there's a picture in the Times. These are your guys? Any of these guys? Well, here's the problem with with crime. Yes, it pretty much looks like that guy. Okay. But what we're looking at is just a black guy in a sweatsuit. (laughs) And that's what it looked like to me. And now I I understand where where racial profiling comes from. I don't know, man. You're saying in a a lineup, if they just gave you four black guys, you couldn't pick out that guy? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) If they gave me four (laughs) black guys, I would pick that guy. All right. I just want to make sure. And in China, this would all be okay to talk about. It would all be me. (laughs) I would be the one. Yeah. So that's so I don't know. Anyway, you should have. It, it was. A, I'm not crazy. This but, is happening. Right. So anyway. now you now that you know that this is like not just a one off thing. The guy does it once a year. This is a thing they do all over the city. Do you feel ashamed that you didn't step up? I you guess been a I hero. Sh- well, and also this is from the New York Times last year, right? No, no. This was this. Oh, recent oh was story. it recent? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Well, this guy's yeah. Been on the loose the, for decades. He's been on the loose <laughs> for a while. <laughs> So the white whale. Him, <laughs> anyone sees him in the, the future. The vanilla whale. Here's a tip, guys. They generally favor Ben and Jerry's, Talenti, and Hagen dazs High end crime. The, yeah. This when, ain't this ain't this ain't bottom. This, this is ain't dryers. This ain't Shaw's. <laughs> yeah. This ain't store You're brand. Not taking Turkey Hill. Yeah, yeah. This guy's this guy's <laughs> got a, this guy's got an expensive sweet tooth. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> so I'm not be on the lookout case. if you see. Well, if you see him, that's our. I don't know. If you, I, I don't know what to tell people. If you see a black guy in a hoodie, can we say that? Taking no, too much ice cream. No, uh, I don't say that. <laughs> I do not approve that message. I'm Jared. Exactly. All right. Well, so. I don't know how to say it then. But be on the lookout. That's it. That's our podcast. I'm not a nutcase. J Train, Jared Free. Thanks for doing it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks Such for having a pleasure. Us. Cap, what should we do? Let's get lost. Let's get lost. And a friend in a man's life, he will take a fall. Well, no, he goes, it just depends.